You are now listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, your one-stop source for frank and honest information about the hot wife and cuckold lifestyles. You can find this episode on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or you can head to www.keysandanklets.com and subscribe right from the website. Now, let's get to the good stuff with the host who separates fact from fiction, Michael C. Hello, everyone. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Michael C. This is the Keys and Anklets podcast. Um, what I have for you today is is something rather unique. This is something that I haven't done before, and I'm, I'm actually really excited about the prospect of, of bringing it to you. And that is... Uh, a few months ago, I was contacted by an individual and basically young cuck and he had, you know, been dating this woman and their relationship had been moving forward. And so fast forward to now, it's been a couple of months They're, you know, they're a couple and they're, they're moving forward with their lives in this lifestyle. And I saw kind of an interesting opportunity here and that was an opportunity to kind of to document their journey into this lifestyle, into being a cuckold couple, you know, starting with, you know, the first installment, which would be what I'm about to do now. And, you know, every few months I'm going to touch base with them, you know, see how they're doing, see where they're at in their relationship, see where they're going you know, and who knows, maybe one down, one day down the line, you know, there'll be an interview from their wedding weekend. You know, hopefully things are trending in that direction. But I just thought that this was a really unique opportunity uh, for me to bring you the story of someone who is just beginning to open that door, you know, into this lifestyle. And so uh, who I have on the line with me, I have... Uh, K, which is the he, and C, which is the she, and they are a 27-year-old couple on the East Coast. Uh, that's all you're going to get from me. <laughs> and uh, so why don't you guys say hi. Hey, how you doing? Hello. <laughs> so uh, what, the person I'm going to start with here is K. So, uh, K, what I want you to do is to kind of take us back a little bit and help us understand how did cuckolding, how did cuckolding even get on your radar? Like, how did you even learn about it? So I would say like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm like a, a pretty normal individual, like, I guess a kid and like grew up, normal family, normal great, like childhood. Uh, I guess the only difference was like, I've, I've always been like a, a sexual individual, like a, a very, uh, kinky person. So I guess it started off with just like, uh, Looking, looking at ethnic porn, and then it kind of just drifted off into two other dynamics, and then it, it, it just arrived at the, the cuckold thing. And it, it just, I guess, every like there's a whole just bunch of dynamics there. So let me ask you: so when you first came across it, is it something that that resonated with you right away? Like, did you know from the first moment you encountered it? Like, did you feel like this awakening inside of you or did you have to kind of revisit it more than once before it's, it started to, to capture your imagination? So look at it as like in phases, like there's the obvious, like uh, the sexual response. So like you're turned on, you do the business and like you, you obviously know that like that did something. 
but then there's the whole thing of uh, like accepting it and then and uh, like saying like okay this is something that really is the deal mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing and that's something that you have to be uh, like try to suppress or or say that it's you know things are going to change. Okay, so how old were you when you first learned about it? I don't know about age. Uh, like, range was probably like late high school, early college. Okay, and how long before you actually started like pursuing it? Like, it's one thing to be aware of it. It's another thing to say, okay, I like this, and and actually start moving your life in that direction. Like, when did you start doing that? So I think it dabbled in the beginning of like college. So it started with, um, I guess, just kinky talk inside the bedroom, mm-hmm. and it never drifted more than that. I never pursued it to go more than that. At that point, like you know, it was just a, a teen fantasy of mine played out in the bedroom at that time. And then uh, I was out of college, and then I had a girlfriend that, like, I really tried to, you know, pursue this, this life, you know, this, this idea. Mm-hmm. And it was met with initial, you know, acceptance, but then it was to the point where it wasn't for that person. And, you know, like, at that point, you're wasting time, I feel like. It, it, like that's why, like... For a cut, like if you if you want this lifestyle, like don't beat around the bush. Right, right. You can you you, you should be upfront. Now, and, when, and you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go on. No, when you first were kind of cutting your teeth on it and learning about it, did you ever go through any kind of phase where you were trying to fight it, like where you were being like resistant to it, like no that. I don't want that. I want to continue on this other path that I'm on. Like, I don't, I don't want to be a cuck. Like, did you fight it at all? There's this shame, I think, like, at first, like, there's the whole, like, asking, like, the realization mm-hmm. of what you just did and everything. And then that's, like, the, the whole acceptance of it. And, and just, to, or like, and then you, you like, regardless, you, you, you stick your foot a little bit deeper in mm-hmm. the pool each time. And then eventually you just, I mean, then you become you become a age where like you're immature enough to just accept it. Now, when you got to the point where where you accepted it, did did you experience any type of of like clarity, like a like a better understanding kind of kind of thing, where you basically said, okay, I'm not fighting it anymore. This is the path that I want to walk. Like, was there any sense of like relief when you made that decision? Um, so like it really hasn't come out until I guess now with with the sea. Um, you know, I I expressed that to my, my previous partner, but that was just in confidence to her. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, like it, it was just more of a thought and if, if she didn't play along with it then it remained that teen fantasy of mine that I, I really couldn't get my foot in further. But now like with C like there's there's acceptance and not only acceptance, but like interest, like genuine interest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's not like her preferred kink, but like she, she sees it at least for what it is okay. and, and can see it, you know, see, uh, the, the, my interest in it, I guess. Okay. So 
one one myth that is is kind of out there and I'm I'm doing what I can to kind of dispel it. And that is people who think that that guys who who have an interest in cuckolding are guys who you know are you know they they're not successful dating, you know, like they they have to be a cuck because this is all they can do. Like and I'm trying to dispel that myth. So kind of give my listeners an idea of like what was your dating life like before cuckolding came onto your radar? I mean, like I always thought that I was a normal, you know, a normal kid going through college. So like you go through the partying phase, meeting. I I, I never thought I was anti-social or anything. So like I I had the opportunity to to dabble in the and in, in just uh, the the sex life of mm-hmm. college. So it's not like I, I didn't have the opportunities. I, I took the opportunities. Right, so you weren't, just, like a, you you know, weren't like a wallflower. Like, you were out there, you were dating, you were messing around, you were having your fun, you know, dating pretty good. She's not my first one. All that. Yeah, yeah, she's not my first one. Right. Um, yeah, she's just, you know, happened to be the first one that saw this. Okay, so, okay, so we kind of got a little bit about, about your background. And I I don't want to go into when you met her just yet, because what I want to do is I want to talk to C. And what I want to find out from you, C, is what your life was like prior to meeting Kay. You know, so just kind of give us what your relationship and and everything. Like I said, we've had conversations, so I know you were were a promiscuous young lady. You know, you were a slut. (laughs) And I just kind of want to talk about that and how your sexuality kind of impacted your life and what happened up until the two of you crossed paths. All right. So um, initially, uh, even in high school, I dated someone for three years. Right. So like I was traditionally seen as someone that actually in high school was considered prudent. But after being cheated on, so I thought it's like I dumped him, became single, and I became, in a sense, free. And I went off. Um, and it just like it's not like something I did despite anything. It was just a freedom sense and a feeling of sexuality. And so I went on. I mean, I had threesomes with girls, and I had foursomes, and it was, like, three girls and one guy. Then I did a, did the whole, like, sugar daddy for an instant or a um, triad, and I tried all these different experiences. What I did note during every experience was, like, I was definitely noted as kinky for my age group especially because it started out at 18 so I was a very kinky girl um and I was a lot that I mean there's not a, there wasn't a lot that I was willing to say no to right and so to you were very that, curious yeah and I mean hard limits were I mean even for example like back then like my idea of a hard limit was water sports is a big mug. 
and now it's like, I mean, that's to this day, it's not a stigma anymore, or it's not a thing anymore. Like, that's something I'm intrigued by. Right. But, like, even my hard limits were never really hard limits. Like, it was, I was always interested in that. Um, but as I grew in my journey, I kind of just realized that I was a very open and sexual and kinky girl. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed every aspect of it. I don't know. It's like, but anytime I ever got in a relationship, I was monogamous. But then I would, if things didn't work out and I went back, like I became still, went back to my roots and became kinky. I even tried dating someone that was vanilla just because I thought, well, maybe they're better. I don't know. Maybe they're not, they won't cheat because they're vanilla, which is false. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> assholes are assholes. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. They, they, um, everywhere. So that was, it was refreshing, I don't know, to be involved with someone. And, like, I went through every dynamic. And, like, I always knew a couple things. Like, I like humiliation, degradation. I like, um, I'm bisexual. And I like um, being submissive. Mm-hmm. So, even when Kay described this intrigue, that was, it was a, a, obviously new to me. Um, I've been a switch, but it was always for girls. Um, and it was always girls that were new to screwing other girls. Right. <laughs> I was like, it's like, I mean, if they're innocent and they're trying something for the first time, it's easy to dom them. Um, but I'd never donned a guy. And so I didn't know how I was going to, when you initially told me it was intriguing, but at the same time understood, I could empathize with it because like I enjoy being submissive. Okay. So Um, let me, let me back up a little bit because like I said, I I do want to touch on, on your relationship, but I kind of want to you know, kind of bring it together after we, after we kind of learn a little bit more about your journey, because like I said, this is a very unique situation here in that I learned about you guys pretty much at the very beginning of your walk down this path. So from a cuckolding standpoint, there's really not an opportunity to talk about much because you haven't really done much because you're at the beginning. So that's why I'm wanting to kind of focus on, on, on what led you up to this point. And so I know that you and I had a conversation and you had mentioned something to the fact that prior to meeting Kay, that guys that you typically dealt with were very jealous guys. And one thing that I will say, just to kind of give my listeners an idea you know, we, you know, you guys have, have, you know, have shared, you know, pictures with me and you are a very attractive woman, you know, uh, very nice body, very pretty face. So it's not hard to imagine that you were attracting the attention of, of guys relatively easy. So kind of tell us a little bit about that, like what it, what it's like to be a woman who, you know, who was in of a frame of mind where sex was important to you. Like sex was a big part of, of your life. It's a big part of who you are, but yet dealing with guys who were threatened 
by that sexuality? Kind of give us an idea what that was like. So to start, I would say that I it's something that like you almost suppress. It's like, okay, so I'm a can't tell already, talkative <laughs> and I'm talkative and I'm bubbly and it doesn't always mean flirtation, but it was always perceived that way. Um, and I, in my early, like growing up, I moved a lot. So I just always was able to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. And when I did go deeper into like, if I were to sleep with you or if I were to do anything, it's to me, it was just sex and it's not a big deal. <laughs> but every guy up until Jay, um, would get overly jealous and even when I talked about my past experiences which honestly just blew my mind that the fact that something happened before I knew you and you're going to be mad at so so it just like it never made sense to me but it's something that I assimilated to I guess so I started to feel yeah it's like that's what is expected because every guy feels that way so if they feel that way then Technically, I'm doing something wrong. Um, And so I would, it's not that I would stop being me. I would just accept their disappointment and try to change uh, my behavior to make them more comfortable. Because in my mind, I also thought that, like, when you, when you like someone and you kind of implement different behavior to make them been more comfortable. Right. You kind kind of suppress yourself a little bit to kind of make them feel more comfortable, which is wrong. Right. That's what you find yourself doing. Yeah. It's like, it was even, I can experience, I can talk about like one experience with, um, the partner I was with before. Hey, he had, that um, or he had walked away and like friends were around and they were talking about sex and then I mean I'm a sexual person so I'm ta- I'm I'm including my story mm-hmm. and he approaches me in a very angry manner and like the whole night's ruined because he's upset that I was telling his friends about my sexual experience and I'm like this was years before I met you and it just like realizing that I mean at the time I felt obviously terrible about myself and disgusted and I'm like trying to figure out a way to hide myself without hiding essentially my entire life <laughs> it's like, how do you it's the same way of when you tell people to not talk about their exes or like experiences they had it's like I don't want you to make your ex disappear I just it's like I, talk about them it's okay <laughs> as long as you're not still i don't know infatuated or in love it's just a story it's a memory it's right. the past like you're you've moved on it didn't work like let's just be adults and and honestly sometimes i thought it would even turn them on when i talked about past experiences it's kind of like i know a lot of like me and i know a lot of my friends my girlfriends mm-hmm. think that we'll bring up past sexual experiences to kind of see how a man will react. It's like if I talk about, so I had this one MMS threesome 
Um, so it's crazy. It's you're waiting. You don't say anything else. You're just waiting for the reaction. As of is he turned on? Is he disgusted? And then you can gain the knowledge of like how the relationship will be in the future. <laughs> so we do. You know, my friends, we do that all the time. It's like you test them out when you're first talking to them to see their intera- their reactions. Um, and majority of the time, they're angry, honestly. But you get lucky every once in a while. Okay, so just to kind of to kind of back up a little bit, the guys that you were dealing with, you basically found that they they couldn't handle hearing you talk about what your life was like prior to meeting them. Like they were getting upset at things you did years and months before they were even in the picture. Like just the mere fact that you were talking about it was making them insecure and frustrated and angry, which in turn made you feel bad about yourself. Like you were doing something wrong. Absolutely. It's like, and at that point it's like, it's my existence that's wrong because I can't do anything to change it. Mm-hmm. And that's what sucks. Um, but it wasn't just like, just describing the past. It became the foundation of how they saw me interacting with any other male or female, especially because I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. So now they're thinking I want to fuck everything. I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> um, but they would think because I'm, bubbly or the person I'm talking to even finds me attractive that they, that that meant the absolute, well, even if it meant that they wanted to fuck me and even if it meant I was attracted to them, the trust issue was my problem. Cause like, but they didn't have a reason not to trust you because you didn't do anything. They were just intimidated and insecure about how open you were sexually before you met them and they just kind of figured that, okay, she's still going to be like that and just basically just, just flipping out and not being able to handle it. Absolutely. It always turned into them trying to fight the guys. And honestly, I've, I've never cheated. They knew that I've never cheated in any relationship I've ever been in. But the fact that instances when I was single that I was Free. I don't know. I was doing me. Um, that was too much for them to, yeah, to to handle. Okay. Now I know another thing that you told me is you are a single mother, and so a lot of times when you were dealing with these guys and dealing with their shit and dealing with their insecurity, you were also balancing being a mother to your daughter and taking care of business. And I know that you told me that you've always been very protective of her and careful about basically introducing the guys that you were seeing into that aspect of your life, like bringing them in contact with her because you didn't know where, where those situations were leading. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, anytime. So my slutty escapades, <laughs> um, those were instances that she, of course, were she was never involved or never met um, the people, no matter what. Uh, the only time she ever did meet 
was after was with people that I was dating for one to two years. Um, but the main thing was like, even during these quote unquote escapades of like when I was single, it always had to revolve around the idea of like, uh, okay, I need, you need a sitter. You need, it's, um, everything's obviously done outside the house. There's a lot of just extra issues that come along with it right? and how you handle it. It's like, no one's coming, but knows my address. Um, but then that comes into play with the idea of like other, the impatience, even when you meet someone that's kinky, where they're like, well, why don't you just do everything I say now? It's like, well, because I can. Right. So basically and people I just not being realistic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like not understanding that, look, I'm also a mother. I have responsibilities. I have things that I have to do. I can't just drop everything I'm doing and follow your orders, you know, you know, like that. As much as I would love to, it's like, yes, exactly. Yeah. Can't. Okay. So now let me kind of transition back to, to K for a bit. So you, you mentioned before that you dealt with this woman before you met C and you kind of put yourself out there and let's just say things didn't go well. She wasn't very receptive to, you know, your, your burgeoning kind of, of, of cuckold interest. So kind of walk us through you meeting C like, how did, like, how did you meet her? So I met C through like, um, like, like a dating app, social media, like dating app. Mm -hmm. Um, um, yeah, pretty. We went on a date. Uh, it, 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 we we had a couple weeks of talking beforehand, so we kind of it wasn't like we didn't. We were strangers, right? Right. We, we talked we for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we, you know, we went out for drinks in a very social setting, and, and we just hit it off, and, and we just did things um, that yeah, that we that I normally would never think to do at a first date. Like, like it, it, you don't have to go into detail, like, but just kind of give us an idea. Like, we, we were at a bar, and then, like, uh, the city that we live in has a lot of museums. So, like, we go to a museum. Like, it was just very kind of, like, um, like just random. Right. Random stuff. Okay, so... Yeah, and, and, and uh, like, uh, like when we first met, um, it was in a setting that was outdoors, and we we were having, you know, drinks, and, and it, it developed into, you know, very touchy-feely stuff. And... I think for both K, uh, you know, for C and, and myself, we wanted to take things slow because we've done that in the past where, you know, you, you step on the you know, guest pedal right away and it just ruins the whole relationship. Right, right where away. things kind of blow up in your face. Yeah, yeah. So this is like, you know, the first time where I think we both were trying to, to not make it happen, but it happened. Right. Yeah, so that's it's one thing that we both noticed that just can kind of add up. Okay, so... Okay, so you, you you meet her, you guys start talking through the app, and then you 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 know you meet in person, and you know you have your date. How yeah. long? Okay, two questions. How long before you revealed that part of yourself? Whether you told her about cuckolding or you just kept it simple, as far as you having a desire to see her with another man, 
And uh, the other part of the, hold on, the other part of that question, the other part of that question is before you told her, how long did you contemplate to yourself? Okay. Should I tell her now? Should I wait? Like, like how, how much did you have to kind of talk yourself into revealing that part of yourself because of what happened previously with the woman where you, you know you told her and it, it didn't it didn't work out well so how did you then work up the nerve to tell C without letting that prior experience influence you so the uh, so in the prior experience I think it like regardless if we're going to say it, it influenced me and I, I think it did influence me because you go through like a, like a elongated period of time and where you think things are going to work out to where you envision, you know, you envision things. And then she basically just says no. And then you just kind of waste your time. You get really frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, and then when you hit the, you know, the single market, you're just saying, okay, I'm going to hit it. And then when, you know, you kind of play the, you know, 21 questions game, you just got to be, you know, when you hit that sexual talk, you can bring it up. There's, there's ways that you can kind of get, like lead to it quickly. Mm-hmm. And if she's receptive to it, that's how it leads there. If she's not, then, you know, it's on to the next one kind of deal. It's bad to say, but no, I, at that point, I was just so fed up with it. I, I was... So you basically... You were at the point where you weren't going to be afraid to talk about it anymore. You were like, okay, I'm going to put it yeah. out there, and whatever happens, happens. Because every life in my past, in my past relationships where I tried to do the vanilla lifestyle, mm-hmm. it just didn't end well. And then through self-reflection, I realized that like I was acting out because something was missing. You know that that sexual thing. Mm-hmm. It, it's always been missing. So I, you know, I, I realized that. Before. I'm pretty sure this is it. This, this lifestyle. So I was, I was to the point where uh, I, I told myself that I, I'm going for it. I'm going to ask for a way because I'm not playing that game where you meet people. Yeah, and then you know, as soon as you met, I, I met C. It's like we we just hit it off. It, 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 she was receptive right away, mm-hmm. and yeah, the way in. There wasn't any kind of like, uh, I didn't see there or anything. There was interest. Okay. One, interest. one thing that I want people to understand, like I said, you and I have had conversations and I, I, I know where you're coming from with all of this, but I, I also know that, that, that there's this narrative out there that, <laughs> you know, that you, you, you have to be involved with somebody for years and years and years before you can embark on, a, you know, before your relationship can transition into a a cuckold dynamic. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily one who believes that because I'm a firm believer in, you know, when you hear about something, when something kind of crosses your path, you know, it, it, it either resonates with you or, or it doesn't. And even though I can understand where that crowd is coming from, because, you know, a lot of older couples who are married who are now cuckold couples or hot wife couples, there was no internet when they were dating, you know, so there was no way for them to really learn about, about these things 
you know, prior to just going through life and discovering it that way. And so one of the things that I've noticed in the past 10 years or so is just this influx of people who are basically the byproduct of, of all of that information that that's now available on the internet about this lifestyle, be it videos, be it forums, be it websites, what have you. So people are able to connect with it and learn about it and be affected by it, you know, before they even, like you said, you learned about it in high school. You know, I'd I'd pretty much be willing to say every hot wife couple I know, every cuckold couple I know that's in their 40s or, or older, we weren't, even myself, we weren't thinking about this kind of shit in high school because we, we, we had no way of knowing it. So with all that being said, I want people to understand like just because you're younger and just because you're kind of starting out your journey that this is still something that's very important to you and it's something that resonates with you. So what I want you to kind of explain is like, why does cuckolding resonate so much with you? Like, why, why is it something that you want to be a part of your life so badly? In other words, help my listeners understand that you're not just bullshitting here. Like, this is not something that you're just doing for shits and giggles. Like, this is something that is just as important to you as it is to someone who's in their 40s who's been with their wife for X number of years. Like, like help us understand why it resonates with you so much and why it's so important to you. Yeah, so, like, uh, like for me, I think it's been going on going back to high school. And then it's something that, you know, um, unfortunately, I, I've had to get a lot of information through the, the porn industry. That's something that I've, I've looked into and that, you know, regardless if it's skewed or not, but it leads you to a certain idea. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then from there, like when you, when you get the, the, like now we have the internet, you can start looking into forums and, and blogs and Reddit and, and all those extra, extra, uh, extra forms of media. But I, I feel like, um, are now more readily accessible mm-hmm. than in, ever had before. So that's why it makes sense um, why there's not a lot of a lot of people like, uh, like our age that are into this. And like for me, like it, it's just compounded. Mm-hmm. If that way to say, it. like it's um, yeah, it's uh, like the whole, every, like all the, the mixtures and emotions kind of swelled up. And then it's to the point where it's the only, only kind of, only kind of uh, genre that you can really watch. And, and then it consumes your thoughts. Right. And then it's, you know, you're, you know, it's, it's, it's you kind of don't want to accept it, but like you're borderline obsessed with it. Like and, you can't turn it off even if you wanted to. Yeah, it's, it's it's on all the time. You wake up and it's like, damn, or like the littlest thing out in public when you're walking will set you off. And then it's it's like you, you like you know, it's like you're ready to go. And I tell you know, see this all the time, and I think it's kind of a, like you know, open up her eyes to like where I'm coming from at this, you know, from a context. Okay, okay. So let me pause you there for a second. Let me bring C back into the conversation and. 
what I want to ask her is, okay, so you guys meet. He said that you had, had you know met on a dating app and you kind of talked online a little bit, and then you you know you finally got you know you met and you went out and you had a great you know you had a great first date and everything. So when he finally gets to the point where he tells you this part of himself, like, hey, this is what I'm into. Do you remember what your reaction was to it? Like, did you think that, okay, this dude is strange, this dude is crazy, or like, like, had you ever heard about cuckolding before he brought it up, or was that the first time it ever landed on your radar? So, it was not the first time I've heard about it. I was already introduced into the BDSM world. Um, for granted, I, he got, honestly, he got lucky. Lucky <laughs> um, he, uh, he met a girl on a dating app, on a traditional, what is Bumble, Tinder, Inge, like whatever app you can call it. Um, he met on a, he, we met on a social platform. And so, essentially, not a sexual platform. Right, right. Like, it's just a dating app that other um, people use. So, a normal dating app. And so, you expect to meet, uh, whatever, I, essentially, normal people. Um, but he met me, and when, I mean, we hit it off sexually immediately. And when he did state it, I, there was no bad reaction to it. Honestly, it was like, oh, okay, cool. So that's your kink? Like, it was, just, it was more of, like, he happened to meet, when I say lucky, it's because he happened to meet a very sexual, uh, he happened to meet a slut. Like, someone that, honestly, I've, whether it's threesome, degradation, or whatever it is, or BDSM clubs, it's, like, uh, munches, it's, we've, I've done that. So it's, and I always, my first thought in every instance, is always you never judge anyone for their kinks. So regardless, if he even had met me and we didn't get in a sexual manner, I was never going to judge him for it. So the fact that we were sexual and we had connected so deep for him to feel comfortable explaining his kinks kind of made me feel better. Mm -hmm. Actually, I mean, it didn't kind of. It just did. Because then I could explain all of my I could explain my entire path. Like for the first time, I didn't have to hide anything about myself. And I could explain, oh, so you like that? Well, then let me tell you some stories. <laughs> Just like it was an opportunity to unload every. Right. Everything that you had been kind experience. of. Okay. So, one thing that I do want to know since you brought that up, up, up until you met Kay, your experiences had been with basically guys that you had to kind of water yourself down. You know, you had to water down your past experiences. You had to water down what you were into because of their jealousy, because of their insecurity. Like you had to kind of alter, you know, what your past consisted of. And so, so here you are. Now you meet a guy and, not only do you not have to water yourself down, but he actually embraces that part of, of yourself. And, and let me kind of go off on a tangent here for a second. One of the things that I'm very fond of saying about this lifestyle is 
I, I, I know how society treats women who are promiscuous, women who are sluts. Like it, it, society doesn't make it easy for those women to kind of maneuver. Like there's a lot of extra shit that those type of women have to deal with as far as public perception and stigma and the whole double standard. And, you know, if a guy is a ladies man, you know, he's the neighborhood stud and everybody pats him on the back. But if a woman sleeps around and, you know, now she's a neighborhood slut and, you know, people are whispering behind her back and there's just a whole bunch of shit that they have to go through. So kind of give my listeners and kind of an inside pull the curtain back idea of what it felt like for you after having endured that for those years being you know put down and dealing with insecure guys and all of that to now be dealing with a man who not only didn't have a problem with it but he actually cherished that part of you he actually embraced that part of you like like he made you feel like that's the part of you that makes you special like, what did that feel like when you first started realizing that? All right. So, in all honesty, this, my entire life, I felt less than, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I was always trying to, I was never going to be more. I was never going to be enough. Um, it was. There's depressing states. There's all. There's these situ- or these mindsets that you get in, and I got stuck multiple times. And I just felt like I needed to just, as long as I was enough to someone, it was okay. Or they were enough to me. It was it, everything was enough. It's like just to meet their standard or whatever it was, because I knew my past was bad, especially after becoming honestly a mother. And it's like, all right, so I have this past, and primarily a lot of, like, the slutty instances were before that, and then my kinky instances were obviously when I got older, because I started to know my body, you know, myself, and got confident, and, like, it's just the entire experience or journey I went through was always degraded to guys, or, like, by guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for the first time I meet him and, um, I, it, it blew my mind. I don't know. I like, it was not, it, I, I'm still to this day questioning it, mm-hmm. whether it's real, um, whether it's like, are you truly turned on by that? Are you truly respecting it? Like, because Every single guy I've either, I've either dated or fucked, it doesn't matter. It's like they all, they all look down on me about my past. It's funny. They look down on me about my past, but, you know, they'll willing to fuck. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, yeah, afterwards, it's, it's like, oh, you're great dream. And then afterwards, they're like, oh, well, you're disgusting. And at the same time, I'm like, hey, you're kind of turning me on. Like, do you want to fuck again? Like, <laughs> uh, but it's it's just funny. It's like that whole dynamic and persona of whatever they think. It just I, it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. You're 
hard enough, and so you start seeing it in yourself. And for the first time, when I met Hey, it was just immediate, like, he explained to me, honestly, when he explained to me about cuckolding, I actually felt a little, yes, it was different, but it was a relief. You said it was because a relief? The just, it was a relief, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because for the first time, it was how he described it, described almost a, in my perspective as like a woman, like a freedom. It was like, he described it as whatever you've done, whatever you do, you're a queen and like you can do whatever you want. It's just like the opportunity, I don't know, he portrayed. It was like, I was never weirded out by the kink. I was definitely immediately intrigued. And honestly, it seemed, it sounded refreshing. It was like, wait, it's just more of, do I believe it's true? It's not a matter of like, do I think that's awesome? Like, yes, I would love this to hold like, FLR dynamic. Like, that sounds like a dream come true. Um, and I, I did tell him about my past. He never judged me. And so I knew that was true. It was just a matter of, in the future, was that sustainable? Was that true? Because in my past, that's never been the case. So there's that hesitation or, I don't know, it's, a, it's just like, I'm worried. So let, me, so let me ask, real? let me ask you a question and just, just listening to you. It sounds like, okay, like, like there's still a part of you that's like, for lack of a better way to put it, pinch me because I think I'm dreaming. You know, like, it's almost like you, ex- there's a part of you that still kind of expects to wake up from this and find that it's not the case. Um, because it's, it's so foreign to what you've grown accustomed to. Um, would you say that that's I mean, accurate? Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of like, I'm just waiting for him to get mad. <laughs> it's like, all right, I go, I, if I go on a date with someone and I tell them immediately, are you getting bad? And I'm like waiting for that reaction. Or if like I pursue or do anything, it's like, all right, at what point? So you're My bit- thing is that I love him. Uh-huh. And I would hate to ruin our relationship because we tried something. And what if, like, he thinks he wants it? And then during it, he decides he didn't and he sees me differently. And then he can't love me anymore. It's like that, that like, mental fear of just, I've never cheated, but I'm being asked to essentially. And it's not like something that I'm not turned on by the idea of MMS or anything or like well, even in the like cuckolding or cuckolders <laughs> learning terms sorry <laughs> but like even in those experiences like that turns me on is just my fear is I don't want to I don't want to lose him in the process up. and yeah and I just don't know when, and every other history has told me every other past from personally has told me that if I Act like a slut. I'm going to fuck up. So, okay. So, yeah. So, hold that thought for a second. Kay, let me bring you back in. 
How does it? How, okay. does, how does it? How does it make you feel when you hear her say that? When you hear her say that she wants to believe you, but she's afraid to believe you because what if you don't want this the way that you think you want it? And understanding I mean, her fear of, like you know, understanding that she doesn't want to lose you behind this. So like. How how do you how do you I, I deal with that? How do you deal with okay? How do I convince this woman that that this is what I really want, and kind of remove that fear from 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 the way that she's thinking about this? So then, I, I think it's just making her comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one that you gotta acknowledge the fear, um, and then it's just yeah yeah. Oh. It's just making it happen. Um, I lost. I lost the question one more time. No, no. I was uh, just. I, I, no, that's okay. I was just saying that when you when you hear her, because of what she's been through. Ba- okay, basically, she's walking through life feeling like Charlie Brown, and you're Lucy holding the football, like she's waiting for you to yank that ball away, and send her flying through the air, landing on her back. And what you're trying to convey to her is I have no desire to move the ball. Like I want you to kick it. I want you to hit it. I want you to be successful. And yeah, for, for me, it's just showing her like what my, what my visions are mm-hmm. and to make sure that she's okay with it. Like, um, like, you know, she's interested in it. And then it's me just working with her to get her, uh, like, like, uh, agreed to it like uh like um getting used to the the norm of like the monogamy of it like the right. polygamy like you can do whatever you want <laughs> like okay, exactly so, in that I, so one uh, thing that i want to do no, one thing that i want to i want to take this opportunity to do here is to kind of you know a kind of some little self-promotion here for me is um how has my podcast helped you because I, I feel oh. like it's 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 giving you a way to say, hey, look, listen to these. Like like this is how real it is. These are people out there in the real world, living yeah. real lives with real experiences, and they feel like these husbands feel for their wives the same exact way that I feel about you. So how how, how has my podcast actually helped you kind of reinforce to her that this is what you really want? So it's kind of interesting. Uh, like I've been listening to your podcast from the kind of the very beginning, and uh, I actually showed I actually showed see your podcast uh, like when we were going on a, a, like a trip, and it was her first kind of introduction to the whole lifestyle, mm-hmm. and it was very I think kind of like a, a interesting dynamic for her to see the perspective from uh, all the perspectives really. Like we listened to a few episodes where. You had the cock, you had the the, the cock holder, you had the bowl, and then you just had a person from the outside, like yourself, like well, you're a bowl, but like, you know, like like an outside perspective, like just trying to give insight into the whole dynamic of it. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. Like I think it was very interesting for and beneficial for her to see the insight in that. And then, like I think one of the one one of the key main topics that we took away was like the. The looking like you're like each other's eyes when it's happening, mm-hmm. like you need to have that that visual 
that like uh especially for like you know for our kind of a first time is like we don't like we, we have a straightforward but we know that like it shouldn't get to there if we just look at each other and we know that like I can see in your eyes that you want it and I definitely can see like in your eyes that you want it so like it's been all, all parties want it right like there's no hesitancy there's no reluctance in either one okay now um like i you know like i i, I said when prefacing this whole thing we're getting the opportunity to kind of follow you guys as you walk down this path and you're still relatively early not just in your journey in the lifestyle but also in your relationship with each other. And I can't speak for any of my listeners, but one thing that I will say, one thing that you will never hear from me is anything relating to the notion that this is all happening too soon. Like I've, I've never been one to subscribe to that philosophy. And what I mean is, I feel like there are just as many people out there who are married, who have had beautiful relationships, who, you know, they got married after knowing each other for a weekend compared to people who knew each other for years who got married. Like, I don't feel like any of that is any kind of indicator as far as, oh, you need to know each other for this long if you want to have a successful relationship like I've, I've never been one to subscribe to that philosophy my thing has always been if if you meet somebody and you guys hit it off and someone says oh that's too soon okay well where is that line okay I've known him for three months that's too soon okay I've known him for three and a half months that's too soon okay four months okay that's cool like like who is it to say where that line is so my thing is if the two of you are happy and you like the road that you were on, you'll never hear me say anything about, you know, whether it's rushing into something or you're not ready or blah, 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 blah. You know, you're lucky enough to find somebody who embraces you and who loves you for who you are and what you want. So rock with that. But with, with that being said, I understand that you guys are still relatively new and one of the things that, you know, I kind of want to bring my listeners into this understanding is that this is going to be us following you, meaning a few months from now, I'm going to have you back on and we're going to talk about the progress that you've made in this lifestyle. And then a few months out from there, we're going to have you back on again and we're going to talk about the progress that you've made. And so one of the things that I just kind of want to leave my listeners with, because I don't want to keep you know, I, I try to keep my interviews a, a certain length. But one of the things that I do want to let people know is that you guys have reached a recent milestone to your relationship, which is, you know, I said before how, uh, you know, C has a child and she's always been very protective as far as not bringing guys who she wasn't sure about into that part of her life. And I know because, like I said, we keep in touch that you guys have recently passed that milestone where she has opened that door to that part of her life to where you now know her child, you know, you know, her daughter and her daughter knows you. And 
you know, you're a part of her life in, in that regard. And it's, it's something that's brought the two of you closer. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, to kind of let my listeners know, what does that mean to you that that part of her life that she was always so guarded and protecting, she's decided to let you become a part of it? Like, what does that mean to you? So it's, it's ultimately, like, I guess, one of the biggest milestones, mm-hmm. um, especially with, I know in the past, it's like she's opened up to, uh, you know, guys that she's been seeing and it can work out the best in the worst kind of ways. So she's getting even tightened up even more. So I realized that it's, you know, pretty important to uh, the gravity of the situation. Like, I realized that, like, it's no joke. It's not. You know, it's not it's not for fun anymore. It's not for child's play. That that's a bad kind of kind of mission, but you know, it's 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 you know, it's it's time to accept the situation. So it's not something that you take for granted at all. No, and it's it's something that I, I've honestly never thought I'd be at, at this position. But it, it, you know, it's just kinda of funny how life kinda of works out where like bam, here it is, and you can accept it or you're not, and you got to look at the whole situation as, you know, like take a step back and look at it, and then look at, like, you know, the kind of connection that you have with that person and, and proceed. I, you know, in, in my mind, I have it up. So, you know, right now. Okay. So I was ready to take that next step. So one thing that I kind of, you know, like I said, I, I you know, we're kind of nearing the, the, the end of this uh, particular installment, because like I said, I, I am going to have you guys back. But one thing that I do want to leave my, my listeners with, and I'm going to ask both of you a question, and I'll start with you, Kay. Okay, from the time you were in high school, you came across something, and it opened up this window in your mind. And you've thought about it. I'm, sh- I'm sure that there hasn't been a day that's gone by that you haven't thought about it in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, you went through it. And like you said, it, it kind of happened gradually in stages. And, you know, you dealt with the woman and you tried to be honest with her and it didn't work out. And all of that leads you up to today. Where right now you, you, are, you are sitting with this woman and you are talking to me and you have this woman in your life who is open-minded enough to say, okay, that's what you're into. Let's explore it. What does that feel like? Like for all of those guys out there who are still looking for it and are still holding out hope and are going to look at you as kind of an inspiration, like, okay, well he found it. So maybe that means I can find it. Like, what is what does that mean? Like like, explain to us what you feel when you look at her. Like, what does she the, embody the ultimate, to you? The ultimate kind of like, uh, like liberation. I can finally be myself, mm-hmm. and there's like a connection that I think reaches deeper with with that liberation. Um, and you know, it, like it, it also matters about the. Uh, that's all right that's all right what was the question again no i was saying when you when you look at her like what is it what is it what do you feel you know like 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 you've been on this journey since high school and here you are you're 27 so almost a decade 
and you have this woman in front of you and you're now on the path that you've always wanted to be on. So what, what does that feel like when you look at her? Yeah, it's just a like you know, it's, it reaches up to this point. Cause you like like starting back in high school, you reach up and like you think it's such a taboo subject, and that it will never work out. And then like listening to your podcast and and how rare it is for someone to find to to you know for 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 a cog to find a girl that's into this right off the bat, and especially like you have to work them into the you know the situation. It takes time. You got to kind of mold them. And to, to kind of like walk into the situation and be forward with it, and 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 for her to accept it even makes it me appreciate it much more because it, it makes it much more real. Uh, we're both on the same page, and I think I think that like you know like she, she's the, the 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 woman of my dreams now. It's it's the one I've embodied from since day one. Mm-hmm. Of my fantasies, you know, it's like you from high school. It starts out with you know, with girls that you're gonna fantasize, and you have that conceptualized girl. And I feel like now it's I have mine. Uh, I remember listening to one of your podcasts, and you were saying like, you know, you can go into a party and ask all the cops who they think the hottest girl in the party is, and <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. You're gonna get the you know, ten ten answers. Cause they're each going to say that you know they're each, you know their own. Absolutely, that's a hundred percent. You know, and I I tell like the, the CEO the time we're out in public, and I'm like, look around, and she'll look around. And I'm like, name a girl that's that that you think is you know like hotter than you, and I, I think that she's beginning to realize it, and I hope she is <laughs> at least uh, in in my eyes, you know. It's, it's just trying to get her the most confidence in, in who she is and in the acceptance. Okay, now, C, I want to ask you a question to kind of tidy things up, and that is, you know, you've been on your own journey, even though you may not have known that that a, a cuckold relationship was in your future, you've been kind of building up to it. And, you you know, you've been in situations where you've been made to feel you know, ashamed and, 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 and as you said, um, and I even wrote it down, um, that your entire life, you know, you, you felt less than, and here you are with a man who sees you as more than, and I'm just kind of curious if you can kind of help my listeners understand, like, what does that feel like? Like, now you are more than you're no, you're not less than you're more than, you know, you are, you know, you are someone's dream come true. What does that, what does that feel like for you? Enlightened. It's just, it's, it's an amazing feeling. I don't know. For the first time in my life, like feeling like not only is he accepting my past, it, or not only is he acknowledging my past, he's accepting it. He doesn't judge me on it. And even if he's like, whether he's turned on by it or not, it's not even in the important aspect. It's like the way he sees me. Mm-hmm. It's always that he always looks at me. Like, this is going to sound like this is the corniest thing, but <laughs> he looks at me and I feel prettier and the best self that I've ever felt more than like 
even if I've gotten all done up and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like, oh yeah, it took a, no, I don't know. It is eyes. Like I can't, I don't have to see myself. If that makes sense? Like mm-hmm. I'm even in the mirror and I'm even in a picture, like looking at, through, looking at him in his eyes, essentially. Uh, and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him looking at me. I feel the most beautiful and the most amazing woman that I've ever felt. And that type of like acceptance is just, I mean, it's, uh, it's overwhelming. It's, it's unique. It's different. I've never, I've never felt that before. And so I'm like, so it's not that I'm struggling to accept yeah, that it's type just, of it's, love. Yeah, it's just it's just like because you've never experienced. Yeah, it's it like it's like there's it's it's unsure. It's like is that it's like when it's happening, it's real. But in hindsight, when like we're in different apartments or different rooms or whatever, it's like it's questioning like can this exist? Is is this real? But honestly, like even right now. I have never felt more confident and better about myself than I have been with him. Like, it's it's amazing. The feeling of, like, all right, he knows everything of my past. I literally can't tell him anything to where he's going to judge me. It doesn't matter what I say. Like, nothing. Even if there's stories that just randomly come up throughout our relationship, I don't, I'm like, I fill out every story in my past immediately it's it's in time but every single time I say something not only is he accepting or understanding but half the time he's turned on and then that's kind of turned me on and now I'm like oh I'm kind of I didn't even know I was into MMF threesome <laughs> until until he started describing it because I was told not to be it was kind right, of like right no, you won't. It's just a stigma. So I was always like, oh no, I only want FFM threesome. And it's just, I'm bisexual, so it makes sense. And I was like, I'm, I'm turned on, we're good. But once he started giving me this feeling of acceptance of who I am and making me feel comfortable, I started actually growing in my own kink and then expanding. I'm expanding and learning about his, but at the same time, I'm going to my own like I'm I didn't I just didn't know I was into certain things until I realized until I took off the social stigma of it so that's of course a huge appreciation and it's just it's a growing experience and I'm I'm intrigued about how this goes it's like obviously I'm in love with him and I do believe we are going to be together forever so you will see <laughs> that you will have that little wedding interview in the end but that's the that's the um, that's what i'm hoping <laughs> but um until then it's like it's kind of cool also to know and to even at that point to look back and just see because you can obviously i think you and your listeners can tell like we're both less confident or maybe a little subconscious about like what we're talking about like we don't we're not sure how to answer questions or whether we have any hesitation it's just because like yeah this is all new to us so we're approaching it cautiously and we're worried about saying the wrong thing but at the same time we don't know what the wrong or right thing is (laughs) we're just 
um, I just think it's going to be an intriguing. Well, that's 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 one thing that I, 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 you know, in in closing, that I would say that I want people to take away from this is, your interview is different from any interview I've I've ever really done, in the sense that. Six months ago, you guys didn't even know each other, and what I want people to understand, as far as what they're listening to and what they're hearing, is, you know, this is. You know, most of the couples that I've talked to, you know, they've been together for a while. They, they, they have this established connection and they've kind of built on top of that. But I'm trying to show the other end of the spectrum. And what I see when I see the two of you and what I hope my listeners see is I, I see Bambi. And what I mean by that is, I, you know, I see someone taking their first steps. And there's a little bit of a wobble, there's a little bit of a stumble, but you're pulling for them. You know, you're like, come on, you can get it, you know, get, get your legs up under you so you can kind of go out there and, you know, you, you put that one foot in front of the other. And, and, and that's what I want people to understand is we're, we're privy to this relationship being born. Like we're watching it almost, almost from its inception, you know, um, it, it's funny when Kay reached out to me, you know, I actually put his email address in my email to do a search. And when he says that he's been a fan of my show from the beginning, he's not lying. Like I have an email from him like a month after I launched my show. This is very, this is a very, very, very unique opportunity. And I hope my listeners you know, under understand it and appreciate it and are willing to just kind of take the ride, you know? So in closing, I want to thank you both for giving me this unique opportunity for agreeing to kind of let me and my listeners, you know, you know, follow along with your journey, you know, and, you know, I, I know that I'll have you back. I'm looking forward to having you back. And, you know, before I let you go, is there anything that you guys want to say to, to my listeners, to the people out there who are listening to you? Uh, I'll let you go first, Kay. I think it's been, it's been great to just kind of open up and like, kind of like a true venture in a way. Just like finally, you know, I'm a podcast. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, it, yeah, it's um, going to be a great ride. I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Okay, and see how about you? Anything you want to say in closing? That honestly, before him introducing me to your podcast and hearing all the other women that have um, been interviewed, and uh, men and women both sides, but like personally, the women, it's been an amazing experience, and it helped me kind of figure out my perspective and kind of need something. So I not only appreciate your podcast, but like appreciate everyone that's actually been on your podcast. It's helped me give it, it's given me a different perspective of it. Um, Cause it's not just porn, right? And it's like, it's to the nitty gritty of it. Wow. And it's like woman point of view and they go through the struggles and their questions and everything. And so I just kind of hope that 
I know I don't really know what I'm talking about, and I'm new at this, of course. Um, this is the beginning, like you said, uh, but I just hope that throughout our journey, I kind of at least touch one person and or one other role that, like, sees the same perspective where it's, like, they're not sure, but they're sure, and I don't know how help them. But it, regardless, I, just, I appreciate your podcast, and... Thank you. <laughs> well, you, you you guys have been have been fantastic, and like I said, I want to thank you both for, you know, just for coming on and being honest. You know, uh, you know, being honest about your journey, and I know I for one am, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Like I want to follow along. Like even if I wasn't the host of the show, I would still want to know like what happened, what happened with KNC. You know, where are they now? Are they still going? You know, did they make it work? So. You know, hopefully, you know, my listeners will kind of become, you know, in, in, invested, you know, in your journey. Because like I told you, I, I see the two of you as being important to this, you know, because I know that there are young people out there who are curious about this, but who don't who don't know. And, and they need a success story. You know, they need someone that that they can kind of point to and say, well, hey, look at them. They made it. And kind of take inspiration from that. And personally, I feel like you two can do that. So on behalf of the Keys and Anklets podcast, I want to thank you both for coming on. Um, Hopefully my listeners have enjoyed, you know, this installment of your journey, understanding that there's still so much more to come. I am your host, Michael C. And, um, you know, I'll I'll see you next time I, I have these wonderful people on. So thank you very much for listening to the Keys and Anklets podcast, and I will see you when I see you. Take care.